You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 90 for the week of Wednesday, 6th of November. I'm Ben. And I'm Scott. This episode is brought to you by ShelfLife.net and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toy of the week is the Bowen Designs Warbird statue, and our discussion topic is another character toy history, this time featuring our favourite Russian powerhouse, Marvel's Colossus. Sir, how are you? I'm well, thanks. And how are you? Oh, not too bad. I'm starting to get a bit of a complex. It's a dynamic duo again for this episode. I'm starting to think that nobody wants to be on the show with me. All of our friends are, yeah, it's that busy <laughs> time of year where daylight savings has effects on the global uh, time difference, and then people have like lives and stuff on. It's very, yeah. very inconsiderate, really. Well, for us, it is, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I think we can manage. And you're home again? Jiggity jig. Yes, I am home again. Uh, yeah, my, my job is uh, all over the place. And so that's good. It's all right. I'm having a good time. But it, it is a bit of a, a drag when you have those full weeks away. But I'm getting to the stage now where I'm doing so much travel. Um, I've, I've been in a habit for a long time of taking a photo of where I leave my car in the airport parking <laughs> to make sure that, but you know, I, I know how to find it, but I've hit a new low now, which is I also need to take a photo of my rental car so that I can find it in the car park. <laughs> well, that's fair enough because a lot of rental cars are pretty generic and look the same. Yeah. Well, and you know, when you're kind of driving them a lot, I'm like, I don't know what I'm driving. I don't know what I'm looking for. And so after yep. getting kind of rather lost, cause what I, what I normally do when I go for a week is I stay like in a service department where I can do my own meals. And yes. so I arrived on the Sunday afternoon, checked in, uh, picked up my car, checked in, and then went out to um, – now, I must say, I was staying in Adam's hometown of Adelaide, um, which, despite being a major city in Australia, has got kind of 1970s shopping hours. So I, <laughs> so I rocked up there on a Sunday afternoon and then realized that if I wanted to do my – grocery shopping for the week that I needed to do it before five o'clock in the afternoon because everything closes. Um, so yeah, I drove to do that. And when I came out with my shopping, I could not find my car, not because I didn't know where it was, but because I didn't know what it was. So (laughs) I thought, okay, I need a photo of this so that I can find this if I need to, but Uh, all good back home, home for a couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, family happy to see me, and I was very happy to see them. Good stuff. Good stuff. And you? Oh, yeah, a bit of a mixed emotion week, but um, yeah. Mrs. Shake and I got new phones this week, and we are split equally in the uh, the Android and Apple camps. Oh. So I got the glorious Samsung Galaxy S4, and she picked up an iPhone 5, and, of course, it was my job to... 5 or 5S? Oh, five this or something. Okay, yep, yep. I, I don't. I don't keep up. <laughs> but it was my job to actually get them sort of up and running with all the assorted apps and photos, and 
And yeah, I'll, I'll give Apple credit, the, the ability to back up, say, a, an iPhone to iTunes and then just mm. um, just load it onto a new phone is very handy. And yeah. uh, it took me a little bit longer to get the Android up and running because I don't use their keys um, feature. But, you know, bringing over all my ringtones and everything was fine. Until, of course, Mrs. Shake said, oh, you know that song, blah, blah, whatever, can you make that my ringtone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that... Um, that was a frustrating experience. Okay. I, I learned about um, iPhone uh, ringtone formats and oh. M4R or whatever it is, and you can't just take an MP3 and no. drop it onto the phone like you can with Android. So. No. See, I um, haven't been allowed to choose my own ringtones for a very long time because I have children. <laughs> so when I, even if, when I do change them, they change back. Yes. And um, my eldest is very into custom ringtones for different people. Um, oh, yes. And so I never know. Like, I will be hearing a phone and going, oh, I wish someone would turn that off. And then I'm like, oh, shit, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so we even have them on our little home phone handset. Um, she's gone through and made custom ringtones for the different family members, um, which doesn't mean anything to me. I'm like, oh, what's that? She's like, oh, it's grandma. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's very, it's actually very cute. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. Well, next time you're in camera, you can come and sort us out because uh, a very frustrating experience. Oh, I don't know anything about um, <laughs> like turning songs into it. I mean, I've I've bought a couple of ringtones from the iTunes store over the years, but yeah, yeah, I don't think that. I, and that's very Apple, that they want you to be able to do things, but they want you to be able to do things in their way. Oh, yes. You know, it's, not a, it's not a device for someone who needs to be able to understand and play with all of the back end. Yes, um. yes. indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah. anyway, up and running, all very good. Cool. I'm very pleased. That's good. All right. Well, we've got a lot of news to get through. We do. Let's go talk about it. Okay. Well, before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news, and Articulated News is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. Now, we're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to things we're interested in and happen to have caught our eye this week. And I'm kicking things off this week, and this one caught me completely by surprise. And one of the things we often see on our assorted forums is is the good old wish list. Uh, comes up fairly often, and us six-inch collectors certainly have our um, dream lines and things like that. And one that's always uh, been at the top of my list is Indiana Jones. And so I was very pleasantly surprised to find out that uh, Figma is bringing out a... Well, hopefully, six-inch scale Indiana Jones action figure, and it actually doesn't look too bad. Why do you say hopefully? We don't know what the scale is? Well, it's uh, Figma is sort of, you know, I don't think they sort of operate on the, uh, you know, the same <laughs> traditional plane as, as say, our, our American uh, friends when it comes to producing figures. So I'm hoping it's going to be six inches. It certainly implies that it is, but... Um, okay. Get, 
based on sort of a lot of the other stuff that they bring out, they they don't um, they don't devote themselves to the six inch scales. So we'll see. But I mean, this is the usual kind of Japanese effort. It looks like we get multiple extras. Um, the the promo shots that we've got indicate that there's two heads. There seems to be two different expressions. Um, I'm hoping that's just the way they've done that. Um, but um, there's a few extras, and the thing is, this seems to be based on no sort of particular version of Indiana Jones because the extras that he comes with actually span um, all three films. So okay. yep. we actually get the uh, the idol from Raiders, we get the, the Sansara Stone from Temple of Doom, and we get the Grail from Last Crusade. So and he's got his satchel and he's got his whip and he's got his revolver, and uh, yeah, it's looking pretty good. I think this guy is going to go for a about 48 US dollars. So there's no um, can of spam to represent the crystal skull? No, no, no. Actually, there's no crystal skull at all. No, no. That's a good point. I, it's a really good Harrison Ford likeness, but to me, it looks like an old Harrison Ford likeness. Yeah, I'm just wondering whether it's just a matter of trying to capture Harrison Ford at this scale, or, or yeah. perhaps they've done the, the, the two up and then scaled it back, and this is just how it's come out. But. Yeah. I mean, I think it's actually an excellent likeness. It just kind of strikes me as... Yeah. Um, but like you said, it's a bit of a timeless indie um, in, yeah. in that sense. It's beautifully sculpted. Yeah, lots of little extras. I mean, for example, you actually get uh, two whips. You get one that, that's in hand and, and in use, and you get the other one that's sort of all coiled up that you hopefully can sort of hang off of a loop or something. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, you yep, can see yep. it hung on his belt under his satchel. So comes with a figure stand. Um, I don't know that we actually had a release date on that guy. I can't remember whether it was... Um yeah, it wasn't exactly the best translation. I think no, they said around say, March. I've, I've got Google Translate working on that page and it's not really helping <laughs> me out very much. <laughs> yeah, I think we're looking at about March 2014. Okay. So. Yeah, that was a pretty groovy one. Quite pleased to see that one. Very nice. Um, and it has been a huge Sideshow uh, week and that's Indeed. because Sideshow always do their spectacular to coincide with Halloween. So if you're... Um, uh, if you get their newsletter, your inbox would have been absolutely spammed this week from yeah. the sideshow. Um, not just sneak peeks, but actual items that we've been waiting on for a while. But speaking of sneak peeks, the first one to come up was one that actually completely caught me by surprise. Um, and I assume it's actually the next in a series of DC premium format statues. Um, we've obviously been seeing a lot of the big guns from the Justice League. Um, we've got Green Lantern and we've got Batman and Superman on the way. Um, but this one is a Lobo premium format figure and uh, I, I mean I'm, I'm thrilled because I'm a Lobo fan but uh, it just wasn't one I was expecting to be this high up on the list yeah I mean it's a uh, I'm very happy about it because I'm going to save money because <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> Lobo, Lobo just does nothing for me even though he's got a Legion of Superheroes link um, <laughs> no, sorry I definitely I don't need him in any scale. Um, but I, I actually think it's a great announcement because it is that first real out of the blue character. And that's, yeah. for me, that's what ex is exciting about a sideshow DC license is yeah. that, you know, we don't have companies with a DC license that do those kind of what characters like Marvel, mm -hmm. you know, Bowen and, and other companies that will bring out those kind of 
niche characters um, for Marvel. Um, so th- this is cool. Even though I don't want it, I'm really excited about it because it just means they're going to go bigger than just the Justice League. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for me as a fan of the character, I mean, no offense to, to Giffen, but um, if they nail the Simon Bisley look, then I'm absolutely in because, um, I mean, the, the character was a pretty lame character until... Um, Simon Bisley took his hand and sort of redesigned the character. So yeah, if they if they can pick up on uh, Bisley's look, which it seems to from the promo shot, yeah, so. this will sell like hotcakes. Yeah, he's definitely. just one of those kind of characters that people you know, has just got such a rabid fan base, you know, that will not just get excited about it, but actually put their money where their mouth is. So absolutely, and it's the kind yeah. of thing that Sideshow just does so well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and in another one, um, not really surprising in the scheme of things, but we got a sneak peek of the new Star Wars Savage Oppress figure from the Clone Wars. And uh, this, I mean, it's a premium format figure, so lots of little uh, neat accessories. And certainly from the shot where you can see, uh, it seems to be pretty well detailed. And uh, I'm... Look, I'm a, I'm a fan of the, of the character, at least as from Clone Wars. I don't know that I'd ever be enough of a fan to sort of pick up the merchandise, but he certainly, you know, he certainly looks pretty good. Well, I... I have to like this because he is painted in my footy team's colours. Go Hawthorne. Ah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, whoever thought that um, we yellow and poo brown could look so good together. Absolutely. Because <laughs> they certainly don't look good on the Hawthorne Hawks <laughs> jersey. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, being the reigning AFL premiers, not that I, I'm, you know, I don't really uh, care, but <laughs> I, li- I live uh, in I live in a between, town where you have to have a team. Yeah, you know, people, it, in, in Sydney, people ask where where do you, where did you go to school, or maybe where do you live? In Melbourne, people say, "And what team do you go for?" And if you don't have one, then they just can't relate to you. So go <laughs> Hawthorne. <laughs> Absolutely, and I, and I hope for for fans of these guys that this is the kind of statue that they take into consideration the previous Darth Maul statues because um, people would, would obviously want to um, show these off together, so sort of pairing them up with similar bases or something. I think now, not knowing, I don't know this character. Are these and, and you know the Darth Maul type characters? Is that species? Is it paint or skin? The colors? Ah, uh, they're tattoos. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say, like, if I if if it was skin and he didn't have a choice about the colors, if I was this guy, I would be so bummed. <laughs> yeah, but if he's a tattoo, he's actually chosen to be the colors. Colors, man. Yeah. Yes, and look. In sorry, other... that was really un- <laughs> totally unhelpful commentary for that entire section. I realized. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'll move on to some controversy then, okay. shall I? Okay, and, yes, uh, we finally got the solicitation for the Batman six scale figure mm-hmm. uh, from Sideshow Collectibles, and this is one that has been um, quite the talk amongst collectors because we've seen an, um, a, a few promo shots that indicate that the final figure is a little bit different to what was originally solicited, uh, particularly the way the cowl uh, meets the the cape and, and joins around the neck area. Um, there has been a few changes, and uh, in the scheme of things, I actually don't think it came out that bad. I uh, think it's compared to some of the changes and things that we saw. I'm really happy with this, and also yeah. the uh, the swap out heads with the different ear lengths. Yes, is um, a big plus for me. 
Absolutely. I mean, I've always been a big fan of the blue and grey, so the colour scheme's right for me. Um, and I am not a particularly big fan of the short ears, so the fact that Sideshow are actually catering to fans of long and short ears I think is fantastic. And he even has um, the swap-out um, mouth-chin area. So you yeah, can actually... battle damage. Yeah, you can yeah. even choose what expression you sort of want is to have on the face. Is there an exclusive? Oh, is, I think that's the exclusive, the... Um, the battle damaged head is the exclusive. Uh, okay, so that's yeah. yeah with the battle damaged cowl as yes. well. Yes, yeah. yeah, which is actually pretty groovy. Yeah, and you know, like with most sideshow stuff, you get uh, quite a few extras. And one thing I'm actually very impressed with with this solicitation is sideshow have taken uh, about ten photos of the figure, and rather than just sort of have the same figure in the same pose from a few different angles, they've really gone out of their way to do some really groovy shots. Like they've included the Catwoman figure yes. in one particular shot, and, yeah. and uh, you know the Joker in another, and, and Harley uh, Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that's a really clever way of selling the items. Oh, yeah, I mean, my, my sticking point with this is that you know it's two hundred dollars. Well, that's right, yeah. And, and it's, I mean, my first reaction to the final solicits, and particularly that shot where it shows all the different swap-out, you know, bits that, that you get, is, yep, yeah, this is what I want from a DC uh, quarter-scale line, sorry, not quarter-scale, six-scale line. You know, you've got nice sets of interchangeable hands. You've got those nice little extras like a kryptonite ring. Yeah. Etc. But then, you know, it's half a premium format figure, which yeah. which I'm prepared to pay for Batman, but I'm not I can't collect this line yeah. um, you know, as a as a whole in the way that I might like to because it's just so expensive. Yeah. I mean this is basically hot toys. That, it is, that, yeah. That's what we're talking these yeah. days. And, and and it seems it feels like hot toy standard. When you get to that level of inclusions, yeah. It it does feel like hot toy standard. It's just so expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm extremely nervous that that they'll start doing Marvel figures again to this quality because I've always said that I I wouldn't get six scale um, action figures again uh, unless they were sort of Hot Toys quality. And uh, yeah, they're certainly getting there. Mm. Mm. All right, and let's talk about Sideshow some more, shall we? All right, and one that I've been waiting for since the San Diego Comic-Con, and that is the Hellboy premium format statue from Sideshow. And uh, I saw the the promo shots at San Diego. It was easily the best um, preview uh, of the whole show, and I couldn't wait, and I have now pre-ordered it. Uh, uh, and, uh. man, this thing, th- these things are just creeping up in price. They really are. And uh, I'll get to that with our next bit of news. But, I mean, this sucker is $400. And uh, a lot of that comes from the scale. I mean, Hellboy is not exactly small. And yeah. they've certainly gone to town with the extras. There's um, there's the swap-out head where he's sort of fully horned and he's got the flames, etc. And you get the – well, actually, one thing that was interesting is he comes um, – being a premium format figure, you've got the inclusion of some um, some fabric, so he comes with a, a trench coat that can actually be removed, so you can display him with or without the trench coat. Very so, cool. so that's interesting. I'm assuming the arms then are sort of held on with magnets, and it looks like his uh, left arm is a swap out, so you can have him holding a sword or the Samaritan pistol, um, and you've also got the option of displaying the right hand of doom separately as well. So it's um, it's pretty big. He's standing on a, a huge base, and so he's almost two foot tall. Um, so I'll be getting very nervous about the shipping charges yeah. on that one. So, <laughs> But it's a beautiful base too. It, it really is uh, a great piece and I just can't wait. The only thing I'm a little nervous about, and look, you know, Sideshow know their stuff, and 
the the pose that he he's taking on top of this this rather large base, he he's really leaning forward a lot, and yeah. it sort of makes me kind of nervous that you know about the balance of the piece. But um, I. It, I have confidence in Sideshow for that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they've done some amazing stuff in terms of posing and they always get it right, so. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, he's, he's certainly kitted out and this is actually sort of Mignola comic-based. So if you want comic-accurate Hellboy, then this is the statue for you. So. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, can't wait. And oh, actually, I actually don't remember when it was out. I just didn't care. I just pressed the button. <laughs> it says expected to ship August 2014. Ah, Oh, cripes. All well, right, yeah, so that, that means... January 2015. Yeah. All right. <laughs> At least. And, uh, yes, in our last piece, we were talking about price, and this was another one that we actually got a sneak peek uh, at San Diego, and that is the Sideshow Apocalypse premium format statue, Apocalypse being the X-Men villain, and this thing is gigantic. Um, it's it's a massive statue, and I was very excited, and I thought, yep, I'm really enjoying the Sideshow premium format X-Men series, and, you know, I, I decided I was only ever going to get the heroes, and that was until I got Deadpool, and Deadpool such a beautiful statue. I thought, okay, I'm just never going to make that kind of promise again, and then when I saw <laughs> Apocalypse, I thought, oh, oh great, Apocalypse. I'm going to get that. So I clicked on the link, and it's 600 US dollars. Holy dooly. Yeah. And, uh, look, a lot of that is to do with the sheer bulk of the statue. Sure. It is a, a very big piece. Um, some swap-out pieces. Um, we've got a left arm that swaps out from, like, a plasma cannon kind of thing to a weird chainsaw because, you know, Apocalypse often needs a chainsaw to fight his <laughs> battles. But... Um, this is a, a monstrous figure. Uh, I think to the top of the gun, it's um, two and a half feet tall. Oh my goodness! So it's it's a huge statue. It weighs twenty five pounds, um, and the, I can't really fault it except for one thing that's throwing me off is the uh, the, the the cod piece. Yeah. <laughs> you He's... know, it's funny. I just flicked to a different picture, and just before you said that, my eye was drawn. To that funny cod piece. Yeah, yeah. Look, he's he's got the, the typical apocalypse. You know, he's got this big capital A belt buckle because he needs to remind himself who he is. But then he's got this really strange kind of Punisher teeth cod piece right over, <laughs> right over his little apocalypse. And it just looks really peculiar. Um, Not comic accurate? Well, I mean, he's he's one of those guys who's always drawn slightly different by different artists and... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, in the scheme of things, I, I, you know, maybe if you didn't know who Apocalypse was, you wouldn't be drawn to it. But um, uh, look, other than the price, that's just that's the one that's completely throwing me. It's uh, yeah. it, it's just, I mean, six hundred US. That's an awful lot of money. And given that we're actually in Australia and we'd have to ship this sucker, um, you're probably talking about another hundred and fifty dollars on top of that. So. Oh, at least. Yes, but anyway, this guy, he's going to be around in June 2014, so that probably means November 2014. But it's a pass for you? It, it is because of the price. Yeah. I think by the time I add the $150 shipping, I've used up all my Sideshow reward points, so <laughs> I wouldn't be able to contribute anything to it. So, um, and, and for that kind of money, it's he, he's just not, you know, the, the villain for me. Um, I've always been a fan of Apocalypse, but certainly not, not that much of a fan. Well, there you go. 
Yeah, that's it from me. Okay, well, I've got all of the the best of the rest in terms of other companies out there uh, this week, and we'll start with DC Collectibles. Um, DC Collectibles has announced a new Killer Croc figure from Batman Arkham Origins, and this is another one of those giant-sized, approximately 10-inch tall figures that will cost a pretty penny. Um, I thought that the uh, Arkham Asylum Killer Croc was awesome, Mm. This one yep. does not do it for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, his shoulders are throwing me off a little. And his face. Yeah. yeah I mean, look, I'm, I don't know the game, and you know, this this is obviously these uh, video game toys are obviously a money spinner for DC because they are certainly invested in them, and you know, they're beautifully sculpted. So if this is your thing, then hooray. Um, yeah. I love my... My Arkham Asylum... It's Arkham Asylum Killer Croc, isn't it? That last big one. That uh, yes. Okay. Yes, uh, yep. So, and yeah. that'll, that'll do me just fine. But there you go. And yeah. uh, so the thing is, is that it says, you know, the figure will be released in March 2014 and will retail for twenty four ninety five. Um But certainly here in Australia, those that's not the prices that we're seeing for these oversized figures. <laughs> not at all. No. Not at all. You know, they can easily run you $80, $90. Um, so well, I don't know if that's the same in the states, but yeah, absolutely. And given that uh, the game actually came out sort of in the last week or so, March two thousand and fourteen, um, I think you've kind of missed your peak sort of period there, guys. <laughs> and given that that he's actually from DC Collectibles, you think that they'd be sort of talking to each other a little bit better. Uh, I did actually start playing the game during the week, and uh, you know when you have to choose the difficulty of the game, sort of easy, medium, or hard. I thought, oh, you know, I'll go medium. What the hell? And <laughs> I just started playing the game and just giving a bit of a go and not really paying much attention. And then Killer Croc is actually the first boss that you fight. And okay. um, suddenly he was there and he pounded the crap out of me. So, <laughs> so I better take this seriously and, yeah, I'll beat him on the next go around. But, yeah, <laughs> he, he he bashes you good. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hmm. All right. So that's the DC Collectible announcement of the week. And then we had we don't have pictures for this, but it's definitely worth talking about because we have a leaked list of Hasbro Guardians of the Galaxy movie toys, which has a couple of names in it that perhaps we haven't heard related to the movie to this point. Now, obviously, you know, who knows in terms of what this actually means, but as well as names like Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax that we um, would expect. We also see in there Korath. Yep. Uh, and what was the other one that – oh, a no. Bajoon warrior. Yeah, and the Nova soldier, the, the Nova yes. yep. um, threw me as well. Yeah, we knew that the Nova Korra is going to be in the movie, so um, yeah, that's cool. But then also we see uh, – a Marvel Platinum Series six-inch Legends, so hopefully that means we're going to get some nice six-inch figures to go with this. And uh, it certainly looks like they are heavily merchandising this movie. So some two packs, you know, etc. So no pictures at this stage, but good to know that the uh, the movie toys will be around, and hopefully we'll start seeing them soon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is just a win. I looked through the list and everything. I, I just thought it was great. I mean, I, you know, the more the better. Um, so long as we get some six-inch love and it's uh, th- there's some sort of comic accurate uh, amongst the movie stuff, um, that's fine. But, I mean, for, for characters like Korath, um, you know, I mean, if, if we're going to get Ronan the Accuser, then Korath seems pretty uh, 
Korath the Pursuer seems pretty um, pretty much a, a bonus, I think. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, we don't see a I, – I, I didn't see Ronan name checked in here, but hopefully I'd love to see him in that Legends line because to, to the – to this point, in terms of Marvel Legends, all we have is that builder figure that is just impossible. Mm. You know, to I I don't have it because I've never been prepared to pay organs mm. for the different pieces. I, I did actually win one on eBay because it was spelt wrong. Oh, <laughs> see, I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to look for to yeah. to, to to buy things from stupid people. I wish I did because it, it would, uh, given my own, you know. Um, desire for correct spelling and grammar, um, buying things cheaply from people that can't use it would bring great joy to me. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, that's and right. something that we do have pictures of, something from NECA that is a little bit different, These are, this is a new line called Scalers, which are two-inch clip-on toys that are meant to hang from cords <laughs> and the ad says making them perfect for the modern workspace. So at the moment... Uh, we have a Freddy Krueger, a Jason Voorhees, and an alien, and they're cute. <laughs> and they're only $4 each. They're only $4. You know, we need more of this stuff. It's nice to, in a hobby that's becoming increasingly pricier, it's mm. nice to see just something, you know, fun. Not that any of these characters are characters that I want dangling from cords in my workplace, <laughs> but um, if if they branch out a little bit... <laughs> Oh, maybe Freddy. The Freddy's actually very cute. Yeah. Oh, no, look, they're a win for me. I like them all, but I just don't know that I actually have enough cords to justify them. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, stick it on the aerial of your AM radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have something different, you know, and good on your yeah. NECA for expanding to a different line. Um, yeah. Speaking of a different line, uh, the Pop Culture Shock people have been working on a line of He-Man-related statues, and we now see Beast Man is coming out. This is very big. It's 15 mm. inches high, 10 inches wide, but it's going to weigh an estimated 17 pounds or 7.7 kilograms. Yeah. That is significant, and uh, it's very good-looking. I love it. I, I think this just, if this was something that was on your shelf, it, it would be the first thing people would notice. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's nice, bright colors, um, very true to the, you know, original animated yes. you know, fun, which is the whole point of this line. And uh, it's a shame that, you know, the He-Man that goes along with this is absolutely faithful to the animation but with all of the strengths and weaknesses of the mm. the animation. But, you know, if you are – this is obviously um, for a different uh, market than than me, who is a casual fan. But then these are quarter-sale statues, so basically yeah. premium format size yeah. and uh, awesome stuff. Yeah, I, I think they just nailed it. I, I think the pose that they've chosen, uh, everything about it just works. I think they really this – this is my favourite of the bunch so far. Absolutely. And it's just great to see another company that is putting out quality collectibles at this scale uh, mm. because obviously the more uh, competition there is in the market, then the more possibility there is for other licences to be picked up, and that's a very positive thing. Mm. And they actually continue their uh, limited edition version as well. So I think it's limited to 500, but if you order uh, a limited version from the Pop Culture Shock website, you get a, a wolf bat accessory and it's limited to 200 pieces. Oh, very so, cool. Yeah. Very cool. And then 
It wouldn't be a uh, news section without some hot toys. <laughs> Go ahead, say it. Where's my Star Wars? Yeah, okay. I, I'm with you. I, you would have thought spectacular. I don't think it's ever coming. No. I, I don't know what is going on, but it's fine to say, look, we want to do these well, but then there's you know, all the momentum's lost and mm. bitch moan, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's no Marvel momentum lost when it comes to Hot Toys, uh, and we are getting the obligatory Thor 2 movie tie-in figures, and this is interesting because we have two Thor options. We have uh, what's called the light armor option and the heavy armor option, and basically that means bare arms or armor-plated arms. Yep. yep. Uh, so, yeah, great Chris Hemsworth likenesses, both. Mm, mm. And uh, definitely, you know, something that I'm sure will be another, because these just seem to sell. Um, so, But they're different head sculpts, too, aren't they? It's not the same head. Um, I didn't actually look Don't at them know. closely enough. No. Okay. I, the main thing that just comes to mind when I see these, uh, I just... I just wonder what kind of sales they get on these figures. I mean, obviously they're selling. I mean, I mean, there's a difference between, say, having all the Iron Mans because they're in different armour, but if you picked up Thor from the first film and then maybe you thought about getting the Avengers version of Thor, I mean, how many Hot Toys Thor figures do you need? Do you display them together because they're all slightly different? Or if you're like me and you're a universe builder and you only want one, um, do you just... Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 just kind of weird for such a high end collectible. I think that part of the whole Hot Toys model is that there are collectors that are just completist about it. Mm. You know, and that because that seems to be um, why else they would pump out this many. I mean, yeah, some people will go, okay, I want the the light armor, not the heavy armor, etc. Um, but you know, I'm with you. I mean, I don't collect these, but if I did, one Thor would be all that I would need. Yeah. Um, but obviously, there there is a market, and um, I think that you know, for for what they are, they are beautiful looking as usual. I wouldn't expect anything less. Um, and uh, good job, Hot Toys and the people mm. that want them. Yeah, I suppose. And, and I went and saw the movie during the week, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So it, it's certainly having a good movie sort of helps generate interest. Great, great. And then finally, something else from oh, something else from Sideshow. How did you miss this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is not something our usual thing, but this is uh, sculpted by one of our friends. So we're sharing it. This is the Queen of the Dead premium format figure by Sideshow, and it will be out in August 2014, and it is sculpted by the fabulous Mark Newman. Uh, yes. And uh, she is beautiful. She is. She is. We we saw her again. This was another sneak peek at San Diego Comic Con. Yes. And uh, Mark was sort of pimping this one through Facebook. He's obviously very proud, and for good reason. It is just gorgeous. And beautifully painted. Like, if the final product gets anywhere near mm. the promo, it's going to be beautiful. Yep, absolutely. If you like your... Um, Scary half-dead ladies with tiny gargoyles. <laughs> yes, and if you are fairly new to our show, Mark was actually the very first guest we had on the show, and it was a fun interview. Correct. Mm. Very good. And that be the news. That be the news. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of news, or maybe it was only because there was just two of us. That's right. All right. Well, that wraps up our news. We'll be right back with another instalment of the AFB podcast game. Name that. Tell a friend. 
hey, hey, it's your old buddy Engineer Nerd here, back with another installment of the audio. Name that. Last time we heard a very, very uh, leaped out uh, sound, and that was all due, of course, to our friend Freak Studio. If uh, you haven't listened back a couple episodes, you'll un understand once you do. We will play that sound right here. Over here. Thank you, service. <laughs> and other action figures new from collection, each sold separately. Watch him. Yeah, watch my swing. Yikes. All downhill from here. You'll be sorry. Tricky again. If you were able to decipher through all the bleeps, you would have recognized this to be an Indiana Jones commercial from the vintage days. And the figures involved in it are Indiana Jones, Tote, and Cairo Swordsman. Well, I decided to keep them a little tougher, and I'm going one, one, one tougher yet, but I'm not going to bleep anything in it because it's in Japanese. We will play that sound right here. Just so you can get out your Rosetta Stone and maybe figure this one out, we will play it one more time for you. As always, if you think you've got a guess, come on over to afbforum.com and leave your guess there. I give forum points when you guess right. Sometimes you don't even have to guess right and you get forum points. But if you're not signed up for the AFB forum, make sure you come on over anyway because uh, there's a lot of good stuff going on over there. And it's a fun group of people. It's a safe environment. As always, you know, it's a lot of fun. So uh, make sure to come on over and sign up. And if you really enjoy Name That, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays and play the picture version. As always, this is John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd, saying peace out, people. Indy, over here. Indiana Jones, at your service, Toad. Ah! <laughs> Indiana Jones and other action figures new from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, each sold separately. What? Indiana Jones, Tote, and Cairo Swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. In each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be new releases, or we might just talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And I'm not doing Toy of the Week this week, so it must be Scott. So over to you, Scott. It's me indeed. Good thing, huh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. I am reviewing the Bowen Designs Ms. Marvel Warbird statue, which was released recently. Um, Carol Janvers slash Ms. Marvel slash Binary slash Warbird <laughs> slash Captain Marvel 4 or whatever she is, uh, <laughs> is one of my favorite female superheroes and i have followed her through all of her different exploits um the warbird costume as it's come to be known is 
still my favorite Carol Gear. I'm not as much as I am enjoying the Captain Marvel series, this will always be the kind of you know, classic Ms. Marvel costume to me. Um, and Bowen has had a bit of a run on the different variants of Carol, uh, in this new phase. So up to this point, Bowen has done an action statue of the Ms. Marvel, uh, classic costume and also the, um, her first appearance, uh, costume. It was the same, uh, sculpt different costume and I have that early costume version of that in the action statue but I haven't had a uh, Ms. Marvel slash Warbird uh, costume version of that and uh, this we've known has been coming for a while so I've just held off and thought I'll have the action version of that uh, class- early costume and then the um statue version of this um i have to say i saw when i was over in adelaide i saw that uh classic version and it was beautiful and they did a really really cool. good job with that nice. um, but i don't need i don't need to <laughs> now these are digitally sculpted by um jason smith and there is a captain marvel carol danvers version coming out as well they're all the same pose but different sculpts um Quite a high edition size, nine seventy five, um, for a Bowen um, statue, particularly when there are other variants of the character coming out at the same time. And I think that mm. just speaks to the popularity of the character. Yep. Um, and this has been the you know what Bowen calls the museum statue, which is just the the plain pose. This has been a, a much requested statue for some time. Um, so in terms of packaging, we have the standard Bowen packaging, and I'm going to give it a yes for collector-friendly because it has a clearly marked top and bottom, um, <laughs> which has been scaring me a little bit lately with some of the Bowens that don't have it. Um, they, it's got that very economical kind of packaging where the base has its own little um, section in the front, so it makes the whole thing mm. um, a bit smaller, which is very good, particularly when you think about shipping and storage. She comes on the standard Avengers base, which is um, great, and she is digitally sculpted. She is 12 inches tall, and in terms of sculpt, first of all, um, Jason Smith is right up there in terms of my favorite Bowen female sculptures. Um, you know, uh, obviously a huge Mark Newman fan, Tim Miller, you know, great sculptor. Depends on the character for me because he does have a very stylistic, uh, approach to his female shapes. Um, and, and that, that Jason Smith is, uh, always reliable in terms of a a sculpt and a design that to me doesn't get in the way of representing the character and uh, he's done a, a beautiful job here one of the things that i really like about jason's sculpt is that you know his female forms are a lot more i think realistic in terms of shape in that you know it's not giant breasts and mm, you know mm. and, and huge but it's you know it's pretty demure and um that's just kind of my preference for stuff that i'm displaying because i'm into the universe building of it and you know definitely you know i i 
like the female characters to be beautiful and attractive, but beautiful and attractive to me doesn't have to mean, you know, size double D's um, and, and a, a giant ass, basically. <laughs> not booty. No, yeah, I could, yeah, just decent amount of booty. That's fine. Um, so this is an interesting sculpt. Um, you know, one of the things that I think is so amazing about digital sculpting is the way that, you know, it it does – allow i think the creation of so much interesting detail just things like you know, little the the wrinkles in her boots at the knee and the wrinkles in her gloves at the the elbow um and just some, some really nice detail the big uh gold slash that is you know part of her character is sculpted not just painted um her mask is sculpted not just painted the only thing that um i will criticize just slightly about the sculpt is that on her mask on the right hand side it's been sculpted so that her hair is meant to be uh, hanging a little bit over the right hand side of the sculpt and you don't see the the inner edge of the mask which is fine from a sculpting point of view but then i think very difficult to represent nicely from a paint point of view mm-hmm. it ends up looking like an error at like a paint error instead of a, a design choice so you know that's just something that i, I can see that it's actually a design choice. It's designed to look like her hair is hanging over her face, but just because of the the challenges of painting it, it ends up from certain angles looking like a paint issue. Um, but that's my only sculpt issue. The hair is beautifully sculpted. And it's just a, a beautiful stance. And one thing I'm, I love about it is that even though her hands are on her hips, the the fingers are still very much individually sculpted and raised at certain points off the the hips. It's not all just molded in together. And, oh, okay. Yeah, and it's it's beautifully done. Her little sash, um, I think, is sculpted out of that slightly flexible. Um, I mean, I'm not going to test it. Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask that that the the sash seems to have the the two strands coming off. It does. Yes. That just screams extremely delicate to me. Yes. I mean, I I have broken one of those off uh, my Psylocke that was a Jason Smith one as well, and mm. uh, so I'm not going to have a a go too much. But it does seem it definitely has a little bit of give, and so I'm hoping it's you know been sculpted out of a slightly flexible material. Um, so that's sculpt paint wise on first impression. Great. Nice mix of, you know, different paints in that the, the gold slash and her blue, uh, costume have got a metallic edge to it and the gold is really shiny the blue is just you know, a nice little shine then the skin and the hair are more matte a nice wash through the the hair to give it some texture but not overdone um a little bit shaky on a couple of the details my eye was first of all drawn to that mask issue i talked about before and i had to kind of look back at the uh original pictures and the box art to see that oh that's actually the sculpt 
So that's actually, you know, in terms of paint, it's painted quite well. It's just a design issue. Um, her eyes are nice and straight and, and painted beautifully, which is always a, a bit of a worry or concern. Um, just a few little edging issues, particularly on the the lines between her boots and her thighs, where we missed a tiny little bit of just that the edging there is not as perfect as it could be. But and uh, and it isn't. It is. Uh, visible. It's not just, you know, something that you're going to see when you inspect closely. It is something that, that I kind of noticed right away. So it doesn't take anything off it, you know, for me in terms of enjoyment, but it is going to affect the dolly rating. Um, she fits beautifully with the Avengers on my shelf, which is exactly what I wanted. You know, she's a, a really important part of the Avengers lineup in, in a couple of different eras. And so, you know, quite good in that this statue fits beautifully. Um, with all of those and fits really nicely scale wise as well. So I'm, you know, overall delighted. I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock a point off for just that sculpt decision of the mask because I think that, you know, you've got to think through to, okay, how is this going to be painted? And I, I think that could have been done differently. And then I'm gonna have to knock a couple of points for paint off as well. So as much as I like it, I'm gonna, the dolly rating is gonna be a seven for me. Very good. Very good. All right. Yes, and I have to agree. I think this is definitely her best costume, and I think they've um, they've done it justice. Oh, they have. And and the thing is, I mean, she's she's really beautiful. I wasn't sure actually just from the solicits because you know I'd seen some kind of pictures that I wasn't necessarily so wild about, um, but then I saw some in hand pics of this on the internet before I got mine that kind of put me right at ease. And you can also, the, the, the mask thing, while it bugs me, you can position her in a way that it's not so noticeable. And it's just, it's a beautiful piece and she's just such a great character. Mm. Fantastic. All right. Very good. Excellent job, sir. Thank you. Well, that wraps up the Toy of the Week. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Big Jim's World of Adventure starring Big Josh with Talking Cat Pack. Yeah, unload the Big Jim sports camper gear. Big Josh says, Bring the boat and fishing gear. And you know the dinner will soon be here. Big Josh says, Let's find some firewood. Now this camp is looking like a good camp should. Big Josh with Talking Camp Pack is sold separately. Big Jim sports camper comes with fishing boat and gear from Mattel. Well, we're all here because we collect and feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. And um, I think, uh, Scott, do you want to go first? Well, I would just love to. I received the Bowen Warbird that we um, talked about before. And then I also got in the same box, because this was a big, bad toy store toy of loot, um, I also got the Rags Morales uh, Man of Steel statue. So this is the Action Comics uh, reboot one with the white T-shirt. Um, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, which is just such good fun and uh, fits really nicely, very, very nicely done and a really great paint job as well. And i got to say cool. one thing I'm just loving about the new DC collectibles is their tighter turnaround in terms of, you know, time between solicit and when it comes out, which mm. is, you know, part of their new model. Um, so, you know, there's a lot out. I actually saw in person the um, Wonder Woman bombshells statue. Oh, yes, week, yes. Um, which is beautiful. But I, I did not appreciate like, that those are, they're big. 
Oh, are they? Yeah, they're not like the Batman. You know, they're they're more like CoverGirl size. Oh. Yeah, which to me was uh, okay. I really like them, but I definitely cannot collect them because I just do not have the room. Mm. Um, you know, but beautifully, beautifully done. Yeah. Um, but okay. I didn't get that, so she's not an acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was in my local comic shop, and they had one on the shelf, but she was still in the box, so I didn't actually get to see how big she was. Yeah, no, I mean, I uh, where did I see this? Um, actually, that was not in Adelaide. That was I saw that in Brisbane at Comics Etc. Um, a couple of weeks ago, and you know, beautiful, beautiful. Um, I also saw that the Batwoman Covergirl statue is out. Mm. Yeah, even though my, my, I've got mine pre-ordered in Big Bad, and it still says it's a pre-order, but it's here in Australia. Hello. Hmm. So <laughs> hopefully that means um, I'll get mine soon, and gosh, that's beautiful. How rude. I know. Um, anyway, in stuff that I did actually get, which is the point of this segment, um, I also got in my pile of loot two different Marvel Universe series. One was the Mysterio Electro uh rhino one and then the other was the uh baron zemo um abomination or a bomb and i got abomination cloak and dagger and i got cloak um and then another iron man which i needed like a hole in the head um (laughs) yeah so now i'm gonna be on the a bomb and dagger lookout Yes, it's a bit rude, isn't it? The way they oh, orchestrated that. Um, yeah, very, very collector friendly. I know it's it's so frustrating because it's uh, I I guess it's a way of getting more characters out there. But you know, things like um, the the clock and dagger thing in particular is something that you know, obviously anybody who wants one is going to want the other, yeah. and uh, so it just makes it extra challenging and. Uh, it also just it creates a, I don't know, an unnecessary kind of secondary market. I think you know for stuff that I feel like I really just should be able to to get. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, I think it also creates a lot of frustration. I mean, aside from the obvious, I can see our good friend Arnie Cavallo basically ordering, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, four of them just on the off chance that you know he might get at, at least, um, you know, both characters and, and ended up getting you know stuck with four cloaks or something like that. Yeah, so. I, I suppose the um, the good thing is that unlike some of the Marvel Universe, uh, sorry, Marvel Legends uh, runs where that second figure has never actually been produced. Um, these are out there. Um, yep. You know, I've seen the Dagger and the A-Bomb. They're actually, you know, are on eBay as well. So they are made. It's just a case of, you mm. know, of finding them. But particularly with, um, you know, when you throw shipping into the mix, if I want them at the moment off eBay, I'm looking at paying an easy $30 per figure, which I just really don't feel inclined yeah. to do. But then I also don't want to be, you know, end up years from now going, bloody hell, I never got a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair um, enough. Yeah, so I suppose it's a way, I guess it's a way of saving packaging too because they package them under... You know, it's the same packaging for both characters. Mm. Um, it's Marvel's Abominations and Marvel Knights. Um, <laughs> you know, so I don't, I don't know. It's frustrating. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I love that line. Um, I'm sad that it's finishing. Um, 
even though you know we're still going to get the three and three quarter figures through the movie line it's not going to be quite the same for me because i just love the marvel universe line yeah you know even though i don't keep them in the package so i really don't know what i'm complaining about but <laughs> i'm complaining fair enough fair enough very good <laughs> oh it's not a bad week well as i mentioned earlier in the show i pre-ordered the hellboy premium format statue from sideshow and uh we'll have a chat about that a bit more maybe in 18 months when it comes out um, but in other news, uh, I was actually wandering through. We've got a number of discount stores in Australia. One of them that is called the Reject Shop. Um, sounds pretty cheesy, but they've been surprisingly good for toys in the last sort of year or so. That's where I picked up a whole bunch of the Thundercats figures, just absolutely dirt cheap. And uh, I wandered through there the other day and came across the Hasbro Avengers Mini Mugs figures. And uh, I was lucky enough to pick up the Avengers set from the San Diego Comic-Con, the limited edition one with Giant Man. And uh, I've always kept an eye on the Mini Mugs and thought uh, if I can get hold of more of those, I'll pick them up. And, And Toys R Us was actually stocking these when the Avengers movie came out. But, of course, they had Toys R Us prices attached to them, and I thought, oh, I just can't commit to the series enough to pick those up. And so I actually managed to get these for just $4 each. So, wow. Yeah, I was very good. Chuffed. Yeah, they had Thor, Cap, and the Hulk. I think they also had Hawkeye, but because he's sort of blatantly in movie Hawkeye, I, I just sort of didn't bother. Um, so, yeah, added those to the collection for uh, a steal. Oh, very good. Yeah, so other than that, pretty quiet week. So I think that's it. No one has any other items to report. Well, I can't speak for everyone here, but I don't. No, all right. Stacy hasn't waved anything through the glass, so... No, no, she's too busy doing her nails. That's right. How about we award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe? Deal. Deal. (laughs) What is this, bizarro world? Red carded as a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they an unusual announcement or a complete fail action figure or something even worse. And handing out the penalty this week is Scott. Well, in 90 episodes, or 89 to this point, I don't think that we have ever given a red card to Bowen Designs. Um, they're certainly the company that gets the most of my geek money, and we, Randy is our you know great fan friend, and I'm a huge fan. Um, but I I feel that they've done something red cardable, and so you know truth in in journalism, um, they have been talking for a while about a X Force Psylocke. Um, there's been a lot of discussion over on StatueMarvels.com, which is where Randy hangs out, uh, about what that would look like. And in fact, some uh, demo uh, sculpts or digital sculpts from a couple of different Bowen sculptors um, about what that might look like. And they have today put up for order what they're calling the X-Force Psylocke statue, which is a very basic repaint of the previous... uh, Psylocke statue, which was a Jason Smith sculpt, and it is a beautiful sculpt, but as a statue it has some issues um, because it's just scale-wise actually quite small Mm. um, compared to so, so it's on a very big base, and it doesn't uh, fit beautifully. And there's also just a little bit lost. I, I have the original statue, and there's a little bit lost from me just in terms of the the uh, the facial sculpt, etc. Um, and you know, I just 
I think that I, I'm okay with repaints of six-inch action figures to yeah. get a different version out there. But when we're talking about a statue that people you're asking people to pay $230 for, to me, it, even if it was a great statue to begin with, I still wouldn't feel great about it. Um, but when it's a statue that, you know, has, has a number of issues, I, I just don't think that this cuts it. No, no. And the fact that it's just so similar to an existing statue, I mean, a lot of people want to be able to display their, uh, their X-Men collection on one shelf and then have another shelf where they do their, um, their X-Force display. And to have two that are just so similar, um, this looks peculiar. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole X-Force, uh, run for Bowen has been repaints um, or some that have come out at the same time. So, for example, when Deadpool came out recently, there was an X-Force repaint version. When Warpath came out recently, there was an X-Force repaint version. But Psylocke is an extremely popular character um, and one that you know I would definitely consider buying another uh, version of if the sculpt was significantly different because I'm mm. in the market for a better Bowen Psylocke. Um, and particularly when we saw a a different Jason Smith version as a possibility, and then Karam Malavi has got a uh, has a digital sculpt up as well. Yep. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure what the thinking behind this is, but I just don't think that repaint and just you know you take the digital sculpt and you make it mirror image. But um, I just don't think that repaints cut it when we're talking about two hundred dollar statues. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Okay, so Bowen, we love you, but you're getting our red card of the week. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up after that well-deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week. Beware, the mutant-seeking sentinel. Target identified. Mutant apprehended. Want to mix it up, big boy? My adamantine claws will get rolled back. Always had trouble with man. My optic blast will give him trouble. Firing projectile arm. Now, Sentinel, you will be defeated. Sentinel robot playset and X-Men action figures. Each sold separately. It's time again for another character toy history, and this time we're featuring Piotr Nikolovich Rasputin, a.k.a. Marvel Comics Colossus. The Russian mutant with the ability to transform his body into organic steel was created by Len Wein and Dave Cockrum in 1975 and first appeared in Giant Size X-Men number one. Yeah, a pivotal member of the X-Men ever since, he's often portrayed as quiet and considered the heart of the X-Men and, as it turns out, has been immortalised in plastic more times than we thought. And, wow, did I get a surprise when we started putting this list together? Yeah, i got to say, I think we chose this because we thought with just the two of us this would be easy. Well, <laughs> hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, look, uh, unless we release this episode in two parts at two hours each, um, <laughs> we're not going to devote huge amounts of time to everyone. But, mm. um, yeah, look, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is obviously the original Toy Biz figures that, that came out, that... that um, X-Men series that I guess we were all somewhat fond of because there really wasn't anything else, but in the scheme of things, they were all pretty crappy. <laughs> um, and Colossus, he really didn't come out particularly well in this series. We are, of course, talking about the toy series from uh, from the 90s, and uh, he's pretty plain and comes with his little uh, power lift action and uh, I guess what appears to be some sort of giant dumbbell. And I don't know, this... some of those more plain than any of the other 
choice. He, he really is quite ordinary. Um, he came with a Marvel trading card, etc. And uh, yeah, there really wasn't a lot to say. He was followed up by a, uh, I think it was a, a battle brigade. Uh, figure which really didn't come out much better. In fact, it was very, very awkward. Um, they even released a variant of this particular figure that had a, a pink and red version of his costume instead of the traditional red and yellow. Oh my, that's shocking! And it is an appalling figure in every possible way. And and you, this is the sort of figure that you just look and go, really, what were you guys thinking? There, there was a group of people sitting around a, 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 a conference table signing off on this stuff, and someone went, yep, absolutely, let's do it. So, that looks like a, a Rob Liefeld design to It's me pretty because, terrible, isn't it? Well, not only has he got, you know, weird colours, unnecessary ornaments, but you can't see his feet. Yeah, absolutely. So, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, so fortunately we fast forward a, a few years to the uh, the advent of Marvel Legends, and look, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Colossus in general, and that's obviously why you and I decided to do the character for this mm-hmm. episode. And as soon as Marvel Legends got underway, Colossus was one of those characters that I wanted to see, and uh, I wasn't disappointed. I was actually no. really pleased with the uh, the Series 5 Colossus. I thought the amount of detailing they did on his, um, his armour. I mean, I've never really understood why... Colossus has those striations in uh, in his skin. Obviously, it's to probably you know back in the original Dave Cockrum designed character. Um, they probably wanted to sort of show it uh, as metal in, in in the days of that really ordinary comic coloring process. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, look, they have managed to capture it quite well, and he's actually a big figure, which I really liked. And this was back in the days when Marvel Legends had that sort of hyper-articulation. So not a bad-looking figure, but um, fortunately in the um, the X-Men Legends line, that's the one that had the rogue figure, there was also a Colossus figure that I actually thought was quite good as well. Uh, yeah, I prefer that one, actually. Yeah, it's much more in line with the that sort of uh, X-Men 94, giant-size X-Men number one feel. He's, yes. he's a lot sort of brighter, I guess, and yes. his costume feels a, a bit more accurate. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was a, a fan of that one. And they Is that scale- hard to find? Um, I, I don't know that it's hard to find. I, I just think it's one of those ones that not a, pe- a lot of people seem to know about. That that yeah. line in particular just wasn't a, a huge seller, certainly in Australia. Uh, they were few and far between. Hmm. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I can't even remember where I picked mine up now. But um, I, I used to alternate in my display between them and... Uh, I think it's the figure they actually scaled up for the 12-inch icons okay. um, figure and uh, because most of those were just scaled up. But um, the 12-inch icons figure, I remember seeing that in the US when I was there and I thought, um, oh, no, it's just too big to bring back. I'll just grab one when I'm back in Australia and, of course, never saw it again. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> but, of course, for, for every plus there's a, there's a minus and uh, there's a negative and there was a, an X3 as in the X-Men 3 movie uh, Marvel Legends figure, which is just atrocious. Um, It's actually one of the worst figures in the Marvel Legends line. I just, I don't like it at all. No offence to Daniel Cudmore, who's the actor who uh, portrayed Colossus, but this just doesn't work for me on any level. No, it's terrible. It's... um, Typical movie, and uh, there was also. Do you remember the the showdown, the the Marvel Legends showdown, which was that really weird kind of five inch scale, four inch scale kind of game that um, they tried to pimp for a little while. It was kind of a. Imagine if if Marvel Legends and Hero Clicks had children. <laughs> Um, there was an ex. Uh, there was a Colossus figure in that. Yeah, series. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so you yeah, can look- actually find some of those in Australia. 
Yes, yeah. I think Doctor Octopus yes. was the the perennial um, yep. loser in, in that series. He was always on the on the shelf. I, so. I've actually seen him recently somewhere. <laughs> He's yeah, still hanging like, around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the shame is, it's actually a very good figure for a Doc Ock figure. Yeah, yep. yeah, absolutely. And, and certainly, if, as a, a six inch uh, action figure collector, first and foremost, uh, I, I'm really fortunate that that I've managed to pick up all the Colossus figures. And because they're actually also good, it's it's great having good representations of your favourite character in the line that you like. So Yeah, very good. Yeah. And, of course, there's Colossus Love in the Marvel Universe, um, the, uh, the three and three-quarter line, which means Colossus is obviously fairly big. There's a standard um, Colossus figure, I guess you'd call him. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't look too bad in a traditional costume. But um, once you sort of get beyond that, and actually one of the things I really like about that Marvel Universe figure is the card art. Um, the, the artwork actually has sort of Colossus, you know, running forward, hand outstretched, and um, it's actually quite well done. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that's actually that's the kind of thing you really need to sort of stand out on the pegs. Um, and Colossus shows up again in the three-and-three-quarter scale numerous times uh, in <laughs> numerous different formats, in particular thanks to X-Men Origins. There's a, a few variations. Um, X-Men Origins was that sort of weird line where they started, started out sort of movie-inspired, but they were throwing in sort of comic book characters so yeah. you know we got an assortment of movie figures but then all of a sudden for some reason there was a, a colossus in the line that obviously wasn't in the movie so fortunately that's that's where hasbro probably got that idea to start merging the, the movie and the, and the comics together but that's not a bad version if you don't mind your colossus bare-chested um he's got sort of his more up-to-date digs um his duds should i say with his his um Big ass wristbands that he uh, slowly. Uh, well, that's one of the things that's happened with Colossus over time. As he's evolved, his uh, his wristbands get bigger and bigger until they <laughs> take up his entire forearm. So, but there's actually quite a few variations of um, of Colossus under the X Men Origins yeah. Green Banner. So, and you've actually got one in this list here that I had no idea existed, which is the X Three Cyclops and Colossus two pack. Yeah, yeah. I, I had never seen that before. It looks like it was a Walmart exclusive, so that explains why. Yeah. yeah. And I actually like the, the single card at X-Men Origins Wolverine Colossus where he comes with a big hammer mm. because, you know, when you're made of steel and can lift, you know, yeah. 100 tons, what you need is a really big hammer Absolutely. to fight battles. Absolutely, so. yeah. Yeah. And, Don't leave uh, home without it. That's exactly right. And uh, another one that I think turned out particularly well, going back to sort of, I guess, that six, seven-inch scale, and, and we actually reviewed this uh, on a previous episode of the podcast, and that is, of course, the Diamond Select figure. Absolutely. Uh, and that is actually... In fact, I want to say that we might have reviewed him on our very first show. Did we? Yeah. I think he might have been the toy of the week on show number one. Wow. Yep. Wow, wow. Yeah. I own two of these because my first one... Um, suffered an accident. Um, it, it fell over, and the paint on his nose rubbed off, and he had a really black nose. And I just liked oh, the figure right. so much that I had to buy another one. <laughs> yeah. I remember this. Um, what was actually really fun about this one is he came with an awesome piece of the Danger Room. If everybody remembers yes. the issue of the Uncanny X Men, where it was the Trial of Colossus, where um, Wolverine standing between the two giant spiked metal plates and uh, Colossus is holding them back from clamping on uh, on Wolverine and Colossus is telling him to get out of the way and Wolverine's saying, nope, you've got to hold them back uh, <laughs> as they'll squish me. 
So, yeah, but that, that turned out to be a beautiful figure. And for now, I actually have that Marvel Select figure in my um, display with my Marvel Legends. Yeah. Um, I'm just confirming. I've just gone back. This was the toy of the week in AFB podcast episode number one. Wow. I know. So long ago. <laughs> 16th of February, 2012. <laughs> Very good. According to iTunes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we uh, we move into some sort of unusual sort of bits and pieces here when it comes to Colossus action figures, and that was, um, uh, in particular, the different X Men animated series seem to have spawned variations, and the uh, the Wolverine and the X Men animated series uh, Colossus scored his own figure with a very very odd uh, costume design. They sort of yes. taken some liberties with the red and yellow concept to create this kind of huge v-shaped thing across his chest but yeah the odd thing is the blue boots uh i'm yes. not quite sure what's I, I quite going on there. this toy line although it it was a much more stylized look than what the the uh cartoon actually was mm, you know the cartoon mm. had a, a degree of that but they really exaggerated that for the toys um yeah. and they never made any of the female characters either which is yeah typical yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, there was also uh, an X-Men Secret Weapon Force figure. This is going way back to the Toy Biz days again. And, uh, oh, look, in the scheme of things, it probably wasn't too bad. This is when they obviously started running out of ideas and needed to package in <laughs> kind of big-ass guns and, and variations. Because, I mean, you know, you often see Colossus strutting around with kind of a huge rocket launching um, well, shall I actually call it what it is? It's a transforming tri-blaster. Good heavens. Um, yes. Uh, look, I, I just, every now and then I get a bit of nostalgia about those old kind of lines and I think, oh, you know, I wouldn't mind some of them. And then I look at them and just yeah. kind of smack myself and think, why? <laughs> why would you do that to yourself? What was I thinking? Yeah, and that could definitely be said when it comes to our next one and that is the... Uh, the Spider-Man and Friends Super Strength Colossus figure from Corgi. And let's just say that this one's probably aimed at the uh, the younger generation. <laughs> so, um, I actually wasn't even aware that this figure existed. It's kind of... Uh, it's not quite... It, it's, it's probably what if Superhero Squad grew up. Um, it's... It's got obviously got articulation, uh, a lot more articulation than a superhero squad figure. And uh, I think what's quite amusing about this figure is Colossus just has this big cheesy grin on his face. Yeah. Um, it's obviously stylized and, and made for kids because he looks like he's about 10 years old. So, <laughs> But now, uh, look, you know, something different, bit of fun. And, um, and of course, one of the first figures I, I actually sort of loved, um, you know, in, this is obviously a precursor to the Marvel Legends series. If people remember that um, Toy Biz uh, X-Men, uh, was it six-pack that came out? I it was love that- it. Love it. Really groovy box set with a big, big sort of flap that you lifted up, and the uh, the six figures were in there as part of the original kind of um, giant size X Men look. That and uh, it came with wow, Sunfire, yeah, and Banshee, and the Sunfire, and and War no, and no Wolverine from, from no, yeah. no, it was unusual. So yeah, still the only Sunfire figure that we've actually or comic accurate Sunfire that we've got. So. Yeah. But that was a fun set. It was just a real shame that they went for that slightly smaller scale. Yeah. Well, if we move on to some of the um, statues, one thing that I have really just gathered from this list is that as well as some great pieces, 
Colossus has actually um, got a number of truly horrible busts <laughs> made of him. If we just tackle the busts, first of all, uh, on the Bowen side, you know, he was, had one of the very early Bowen busts before they had arms. Yes. Which is fine. And, and it's a chrome variant of that one, isn't it? That's there? right. Yeah, they did, Bowen did a lot of chrome stuff. Uh, and then Kotobukiya, when they first kind of got the Marvel license, did some um, busts that are quite nice but a bit oversized um, in terms of, you know, n- whatever normal uh, bust scale is in my yeah, mind. This is a big piece, this one. Yeah, the, the, the part of the fine art series. Yeah. It's a beautiful Nightcrawler in that yeah. line that I've often thought about picking up, but there's just yeah. a bit too big. Fun fun pose with that one. Oh, for sure. Like mm. Absolutely. Um, but then that's about where the goodness ends when it comes to <laughs> busts, because if you um, – you know, Di- Diamond – um, we love their action figures, but I'm really glad that they stopped trying to make uh, busts and statues um, because they did a uh, a really weird bust that had a variant, I think, and yeah. it basically looks like him straining to do a crap. Oh, that's um, what I was going to say. Yeah. I thought if you don't say it, I'm going to say it. This- <laughs> He's either really mad because his football team is losing or he's just got a serious case of um, yeah. blockage. And he's got um, and this kind of a regular version and a chromey variant version mm-hmm. of this. And to their credit, the chrome is actually chrome. Like it's not just yeah. more silver. It's it's shiny mirror chrome. Yeah. So. But I can't decide whether I those are the worst or the dynamic forces bust. Um <laughs> With you're talking about the giant armbands, <laughs> holy Julie, this is basically, uh, you know, a armbands bust with added colossus. Yeah. Um, it's, so, uh, what on earth? Um, yeah, not pretty. But thankfully, on the statue side, um, we have mostly good. First of all, going back to Bowen, um, uh, to me, the Bowen colossus is, uh, I think, you know. Hands down, the best Colossus statue. Yeah. Um, and you know, just like awesome pose, great sculpt, so powerful. And there is a, a there was a chromed version of that museum, what they call it, statue. And there's also a mini version when they, for a while, they were doing mini versions of particularly the X Men statues as a mini version of this as well, which um, goes for a decent price on eBay. Mm. Um, it's a, a really nifty pose. I quite like this one. It's it's not quite, you know. I mean, it's museum as as you know, uh, as far as against action. But yeah, yeah. it's it's quite a, a subtle pose. I, I really like it. Yeah, it it's beautiful. It's just a beautiful, beautiful statue. I have the the non chrome. Mm, so do I. Yeah. Version and I I actually prefer it I, because it's a bit more just you know comic um, colors and it goes. You know, so beautifully with uh, the other Bowen X Men from that era. Just, mm. it's, a, it's a great piece. Um, Kotobukiya has done a really nice Colossus in their Danger Room series. This is like the 
uh, where he's kind of got his fists up in the air about ready to smash something yeah. or someone. I've almost bought this statue a number of times. I just, I'm not generally a fanatic about a character. Like I don't buy everything and because I've got a couple of colossal statues already, but I just, I, I often come across this one and I just hover because <laughs> I, I, I think it's a, a beautiful piece. It is lovely. Yeah, it's, re- it's really nice. Um, the... Well, leave sideshow for a moment, just to do a couple of the others. There's a, a hard hero. Um, is this meant to be a Wolverine in the X Men tie-in statue or, what, or X Men Evolution? X Men Evolutions, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which it died a died a death pretty fast. It sure did. Yep. And there was a metallic variant of that statue as well. Uh, there is a um, oh, there's a Marvel Milestones statue which is the trial of colossus based mm. on that cover and uh that's that's a lovely piece because it's him busting out of that you know classic danger room yeah um piece that you're talking about before it's not cheap either no 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 not, okay but, yeah yeah um there is a corgi statue as well and yeah, a little company that could <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, what scale is this uh, um, yeah, don't know. Okay. There's a, a corgi statue of un, <laughs> uh, unclear scale. <laughs> yeah, let's um, go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, one, one twelfth. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, one twelfth. Um, so not big, but cute. And then, of course, there's Sideshow. And Sideshow has... Uh, given Colossus a fair amount of attention. Um, he's had a legendary scale bust, um, which I actually used to own before I decided there was no way I could um, collect legendary scale busts. It's the only one I ever had, um, <laughs> which was lovely. I got I got it some in some weird way with something else, and then I was like, you know what, I can't keep this. Yeah, um, I never committed to them either. No. I mean, they're, they're so cool, but just like I think you have to really have a big display space to make them work. Mm. And they're not all... They don't all match scale wise for me either in terms oh, of, of course not the, yeah the base and height so that kind of throws me off a bit. Um, then there's the premium format statue which I know that you have and love. Hooray! Yes. <laughs> oh, it's just gigantic. Like just when you put him up against the others and the, the swap out heads and that are fantastic as well. It's um, yeah, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Then there was the the comicette, which is a groovy pose, a more modern. A costume which is not my favorite Colossus costume, yeah. but with a really weird exclusive yes. where you have the um, swap out flesh head that goes on the metal body. Yeah, yeah. Bing, yeah. The reason this is a fail for me, and, and I do like the pose. I think it's it's a fun yeah, it's pose. A he's pose, sort of yeah. he's more you know he's in that sort of defensive pose. Um, but what's really bizarre about this is one of the things that you love about Colossus is the whole metallic thing. You, you like the fact that this guy transforms into steel and he goes around as a big metal man at smasher stuff, and <laughs> he's almost completely covered. The the only thing you can see are uh, well, I was going to say his arms and his head, but then you can't even see his forearms. So it's like his fists, his upper arms and his head and everything else is completely covered by costume yes <laughs> so no odd choice for me so odd no. choice. No, I, i've never never been tempted by that one i own that nightcrawler comic hat although i can't display it because it topples <laughs> but, uh, my cat has successfully toppled it once um <laughs> so i can never sell it either because it's glued back together <laughs> right 
That's all right. And uh, then finally, and last and not least, but on the sideshow side, in the big X-Men versus Sentinel diorama, Colossus um, had a, a pretty groovy piece to that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thinking outside the box with this one, I thought that was quite a good idea. He's got the sort of sentinel's head, sort of uh, as if he's just sort of—I don't know whether he's sort of ripped it off and he's in the process of ripping it off and it's flinging above his head. Yeah, it's—it's—I've uh, never seen this assembled in person. Um, you know, I've seen lots of photos of the whole diorama, but um, you know, it's a really—it's a groovy piece because of because of that. And they go for stupid amounts on the secondary market that set. Yeah, they're, they're, I think he came with dollars. Cyclops, if I recall. Mm. The and, White um, Queen one goes for ridiculous money. Yeah, the um, the the Logan and Kitty one actually. I mean, there's there's two different versions of it, and I, there's one of them that. Uh, well, every time I've been to Classic Comics in Melbourne, is sitting there, but it's like three hundred dollars just on its own, mm. and that's enough just to make me go, okay, I never want this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not when your times are by three. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> Although you know, it is beautiful, and it's also, I think, one of the most um, successful toy interpretations of the White Queen. Yeah, as well, um, the, you know, because the Bowen one is beautiful, but then they killed it with kind of metallic silver paint instead of white so it's just you know not quite perfect and of course we know we won't even say marvel legends white queen Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's right um and then i guess we're just left with some of the little little odds and ends bits and pieces yep mini mates yes many how yeah many mini mates (laughs) <laughs> he, he keeps uh, he, he keeps just keeps chugging along, doesn't he? He uh, he had his original mini mate, which I think um, I'm trying to remember uh, who he came with. Now it was a while ago. Oh goodness! But um, yeah, he certainly had a reappearance in the last few years. They, they've had the uh, the uh, Avengers versus X Men version where uh, oh. Colossus had taken on the um, <laughs> the Sidorak gem, where he he now possesses the power of Juggernaut. Um, or the power Terrible. of Sidorak kind of thing. So there's that. I mean, it was it was an interesting story, and I thought it was was quite clever in the comics. But I just think for the merchandising wise, um, I don't know that there were that many people leaping out of their mm. comic reading chairs to buy uh, a Juggalossus mini mate. And uh, gosh, I can't even bring myself to talk about the Phoenix Force oh. mini mate from the the most <laughs> recent debacle. Did that ever actually get made? The Phoenix Force one. Yeah. Oh, did I see? You've got a photo of it. Oh, mm. sad. <laughs> and it comes with the Phoenix Force yeah, White yeah. Queen. And, yeah, yeah I'd, again, uh, that's one where I just kind of... Mm. Now, you've dug up another thing that I did not know existed, which is the um, uh, Eagle Moss Fastball Special. Oh, oh no, yes. Sorry, it's... is that a um, Heroclix festival special? Yeah, there's a, he's had a couple of different Heroclix, and there's there's the one where he uh... actually has the, the fastball special with Wolverine. So awesome. Ready to hurl him. Yeah, it's a fun little figure. I mean, uh, Heroclix was something that I started to take an interest in, and then I just realised just how horrendously bad they were painted. Yes. Um, well, I mean, unfortunately, Eagle Moss has got the same issues. I've, yeah. I yeah. love the whole Eagle Moss concept. I love it, love it, love it. But it just it just falls down for me on how bad most of the paint is. 
Mm. Yeah. And a bit of a fun pose for the Colossus Eagle Moss figure. He's yes. Kind of, uh, I don't know what he's kind of doing, whether he's starting or stopping, but he does look like he's in mid-motion. It's not just a s- static museum pose there. And, uh, and it seems to be based pretty um, pretty much straight off the uh, the Marvel Legends figure. He's got the striations in the same sort of spots and things, and it's the yes. classic costume, which is good. And then there's Superhero Squad. Ah, yes, there is. There's a couple of variations. You can get sort of closed fist Colossus. And um, it's hard to kind of say other than open hand, hi, how you doing? Yo, baby. Colossus. I think that uh, might be from the – there was an X-Men – well, it was under that X-Men – sorry, Wolverine Origins kind of label. mm. They did – and it had Nightcrawler – um, Colossus and I think like X twenty three and Archangel, I, you know, some weird like no one that was in the film, oh, um, I... sort of thing. That I, I've actually got that sitting yeah. in storage somewhere because it's got Nightcrawler in it. <laughs> cool, of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good. It means you you get your choice. You've got sort of the the cheery waving to the crowd Colossus, and then you've got the closed. You got the the, the fist. Colossus looking rather angry, and yeah. uh, he was packaged with the red costume Angel. Oh, well, there you go. I believe. So, yeah, yeah, if you're into that. And look, we nearly made it through this entire show without (laughs) saying the word Funko. (laughs) But no. No. There's a wacky wobbler. There is. There is. For those of you that like to bop things on the head, there is a Colossus (laughs) wacky wobbler. <laughs> Wacky wobbler. And he's um he's got a rather interesting pose. Yeah. He's kind of got the whole Fonz, hey, kind of thing going. You know, I I really, I have bobblehead issues. Yeah. I still like them. Well, I mean, when they're done well, they're fine. No, but there's this, no such thing. This You can't do well bobblehead. But his pose is really odd. He's got this little kind of splayed duck foot thing with his heels together and yeah, I don't know what's going on there. He looks like he's tying his karate belt or something. I don't know. But um, that's definitely classic Colossus. Um, by the packaging, you can get uh, Storm, Cyclops, and Wolverine in their original Yay. Dave Cochran <laughs> burn gear if you want to. So if anyone's looking for anything for Scott's birthday or Christmas. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was a lot, but that was actually manageable. We've done it in half an hour. That's pretty good. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, we've probably missed something. So let us know if we have, and For if you've sure, got favourites, you might have something that um, you consider to be the gem of your collection. So do <laughs> let us know. So, but that wraps up our discussion topic, and we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Armor up, Iron Man. Engage interlock mechanics. Armor up, War Machine. That's critical B. Attach front battle computer module. My brain blast will make scrap metal of you. Not in. With my rings, I rule the land and sea. Just undersea dome. I'm here to make waves, Mandarin. Iron Man, War Machine, Hydro Armor, Iron Man, and action figures, each sold separately. Well, that's it for this episode. We managed to make it through as a duo. Hurrah! We've done it before, and I'm sure we'll do it again. Indeed we have, so... And, uh, yeah, before we sign off this episode, uh, Scott, you just wanted to have a bit of a mention? Sure. Um, You mentioned at the beginning in Banter that it was a mixed emotion week, and the reason for that is that um, in our community we lost one of our own this week. Um, 
many of us came together through different uh, forums um, I, uh, called either the douche or critical mess or uh, you know different places and uh, through those we met a chap that was known to us as Talon Soulbender and uh, very sadly he passed away from cancer this week so we would just like to um, dedicate this episode to him and our thoughts are with his family and friends um, you know it's a it's no less real to us when you you lose somebody that perhaps you haven't met in person, but you've known so well um, over the years. And if you are a part of our community, you would know that as well as being a fantastic guy, he was an incredibly talented customizer Indeed. as well. And uh, it's definitely hit our community hard this week. Um, yeah. So, Talon, this one's for you. Yeah, rest easy, big guy. Yeah. Well, that's it for the show. So we're going to wrap things up and say goodbye. So take care, everybody. See you next week. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. because I just love the Marvel Universe line. Yep. You know, even though I don't keep them in the package, so I really don't know what I'm complaining about, but <laughs> I'm complaining. Fair enough. Fair enough. Very <laughs> good. Oh, it's not a bad week. No. Nope. Um, really? Well, that's fascinating, Ben. Tell us more. Uh-huh. Really? Women's clothing, you say? Hmm. Well, you know, the first step in dealing with a problem is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs>